Hi, everyone. Welcome to Take It or Lead It. I'm Bianca. And I'm Vale. And the topic we are discussing today is introverts versus extroverts. So I am actually an introverted person. And it's interesting because it's something that surprises most people. I think it surprises most people. I, I tend to be very, very confident and I'm, I'm not shy. I don't hold back when I have ideas or thoughts. And so it's not something tr traditionally I think people would associate with an introverted personality, though I am very introverted. So we'll get into that in a minute. But what about you, Vale? I am an extrovert and uh, it's something that generally doesn't surprise people <laughs> because I I tend to be having fun in, when I am in the center of attention. I like to establish a number of uh, different relationships and connections and I connect really quick. And, and to be honest, I think I realized this early in life. So already in my childhood, I was that type of person that feels comfortable in social settings. And uh, that's why I'm saying people don't necessarily get surprised when I talk about being an extrovert. Uh, but Bianca, why don't you explain how we learned this about each other? Yeah, so Valet was making a space in a in a meeting that a regular meeting that he holds for people to share. Um, it's something we call inclusion moments. And the topic of that particular inclusion moment was around a person identifying as an introvert or an intro or having an introverted personality. So it was in that particular meeting where an individual that we work with was talking about the, his particular, his characteristics and traits of being an introvert. In that moment, I said, hey, guess what? Me too. And I don't really tell people that. Uh, it's sometimes kind of carries its own stigma. Uh, people view introverts a certain way or they think a certain thing about them. So a couple of things for me, particularly that have happened um, and then I want to I want to let Belay tell his side of this same story. So I I felt comfortable telling him that I identify as an introvert because he was creating the safe space for 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 people for someone and other people to do this. I also had just read a book very recently before this conversation happened. So it was Quiet by Susan Cain. She was talking about characteristics and traits of an introvert. I remember thinking and being completely blown away. Wow, this is me. This is so me. But also I was so validated because I used to think something's wrong with me because I'm like this and everyone else is like this. Something, so maybe this is a growth area for me. I should be better at X because others are like this. When the truth is I'm just this way because I'm introverted as a person and it helped me to accept it. It helped me to understand it, made me more comfortable to say it, to share it. So Valet, why don't you share about maybe hearing that about me and then if that changed your perspective on introverted people or maybe what you think about the two. Yeah, so first of all, when you you mentioned that you are an introver introverted person. It wasn't a surprise for me because I tend to sense it. And particularly with the work I'm doing as a coach, I, I can probably intuitively catch the cues. 
and and I think it's worth for for our audience to share some sort of myth busters, right? Because being introvert or extrovert, I don't want to say has nothing to do with the way we show up in social uh, dynamics, but certainly uh, one um, the one the the way we present ourselves or we connect uh, in in social. Uh, situations um it's not necessarily an indicator of whether we are introvert or extroverts because they, that's a behavior what one of the definitions i've heard or i've heard and that resonates with me about being being one or the other is really how do you recharge your batteries where do you get your energies from an extrovert would really come out of a networking discussion or networking event um, or with uh, trainings, is group of people with a lot of energies, it would be pumped up, whilst an introvert would, would be exhausted and would need hours to just recharge the batteries. So that I, I'll, I'll ask you how you feel about this particular example, Bianca, but first I'll just talk about myself. I am someone uh, who has always loved to be with people. And, and sometimes I would do events here in Budapest after work so like 7 p.m and i would lead the event you know so i would just be in the center of attention and i just would deliver you know speeches or facilitate and and i come to the event tired and i get energy i'm out of the event i'm energized so it's hard for me to fall asleep because i have so much you know adrenaline in my system and uh, and that's how sort of this resonates with me and maybe the other thing i would want to add to this is uh, when we talk about these two different as personality aspects, uh, I, I don't think we are always all uh, introverts or extroverts. So we are fluid beings. So these are just proxies of reality, which I think we need to be always thoughtful, not to just uh, overly identify with one or another. But I'll pass it back to you. I just want to ask your thoughts. Yeah, so it's interesting because there is also the ambivert, right, which is someone who is a bit of both, um, and they identify that way. So I think why why we wanted to talk about this and maybe why I think it's important, um, we, we both do, my, my view on why it's important is it's an aspect of my identity that I carry that may be judged differently, may be perceived differently. Um, so it's just one of many things I probably will share along the way here in this in this podcast journey of how of, of, of a way that I identify something about me that when I learned about it and I was sort of validated, I was able to um, to understand it. I thought this is great because first of all, now I don't feel like a weirdo and I, I feel I feel like I understand myself and now, it'll be great to help others understand this as well, where they may not already. Because I do think oftentimes introverted people feel that they're a bit different, um, isolated, maybe judged. Um, to your specific question, Ballet, about the, um, the recharging, if you will, I, I do think that being in, in large groups, big social settings, um, parties, networking events, anything like that. It, it is, it is a little bit draining. What's for me personally, it's just not appealing. I just don't enjoy it. Like, I don't want to do that. It's not a thing where I'm like, Hey, a hundred people let's go. But one person 
that's my jam. That's where I do, I can get recharged from another person. Not as much as I do from being alone. That's very clearly um, one of the attributes to being an introvert that suits me perfectly, which is I recharge better by myself. Um, but I, I feel like interactions with one person, one-on-one -on -one kinds of things. So I'm this way in my friends' circles. And with my friends, I much prefer dinner with one of them than dinner with seven of them <laughs> or, or whatever the, the, the case is. So for sure, for me, that's a difference. So I think as we just think, as we get to know each other, you and me and the rest of the world gets to know us, it's helpful to think about this in the people that that we know outside of us. So, so the people we meet, the people that we know, I mean, you don't have to say, hey, my name is Bianca, I'm an introvert. <laughs> what are you? Right. <laughs> How do you identify? <laughs> Maybe not, but but it's it's just a thing that if you don't if you haven't considered it about, you know, your friends or your partner or people in your life, maybe think about it and and just understand the 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 way that the people thrive from these differences. It's a very significant and different part of people's personalities. Yeah, thanks thanks Bianca for sharing your experience. I would add to that that the acknowledgement that none of these two is right or wrong and it's just what it is. And I think understanding this aspect of other people's personalities can be relevant for the way we talk to them, we approach them, we, we nurture our relationships with them. And um, one can actually guess it, but I think it's an interesting question to ask, probably not, not the very first thing you ask on a, on a date, on a first date or something, or on, when you introduce yourself, but still it's an interesting personality uh, elements. And... Um, the other thing I wanted to to share it's a bit of my own reflection. Although I'm I I identify as extrovert, one of the things I've learned in life is is that I also need a lot of me time or a certain amount of me time to recharge my batteries. And I I feel completely drained after a week where I had a number of. Uh, um, like a lot of meetings at work, plus events in the evening, plus uh, also family time and so on. Uh, it's hard to to cut to carve out that space. And and when I have that space, it's so refreshing. So I uh, I'm so grateful for that. So I guess to the point we, I was making earlier, we're not necessarily always you know, charging the batteries in one way. And sometimes I do come out very, uh, you know, overwhelmed by certain type of um, social interactions, right? So it's never really black and white. Um, maybe, yeah. Bianca, take the chance. I don't know if you want to reflect on that, but I would have a question for you then. Go ahead with your question. <laughs> so my question is, when we remember when we had that conversation where this person was at inclusion moment, when this person was talking about uh, him, him being an introvert, um, he was mentioning earlier in his career where there were uh, many many people for, for you know for their they were sharing um, some um, personality tests as a part of mm -hmm. uh, training, I believe, and. Um, and people were asked to place themselves on a on a line. I mean, physically in the in the room, where the two extremes would be, you know, extreme extrovert and the other one extreme introvert. And he was on one of the extreme, on the introvert one, and yeah. most of the other people were on the other <laughs> side. And he, he felt a bit overwhelmed. It's like, how am I going to survive this? And finally, he, he did. So he did well, and he stayed in the company for several years. I guess the question for you is: Do you? 
do you do you still feel overall in in Western society and on corporations that there is an advantage for extroverts and and is there anything we can do to kind of make it more a uh, plain field? Um, what are your thoughts on that topic? Okay, so first, when you told that story, uh, re-walked me through when this man shared this with us, the first thing I thought was how much I would have loved to have been in that room too and jumped on the scale with him to show him he wasn't alone. I just pictured that in my head, so I had to share that first. I can just imagine if I were there, I would have been able to say, me too, I'm introvert too, you're not by yourself. Go introverts, just the two of us on that end of the room. Um, but my thoughts on, you know, leveling the playing field or, or the advantages is this, that there are clear advantages to each. Introverts bring very clear advantages. Extroverts bring very clear advantages. So I think it's, I don't think it's as much about leveling the playing field as it is understanding those things. You are that you, you, you identify this way and these are your strengths. These are your strengths, which means you identify this way. It can go both ways. It's like, you don't have to start with, I'm an introvert. Um, and because of that, I am this way, this way, and this way. It could actually be, which was kind of what happened to me. I know this and this about myself and oh my gosh, it's because I'm introverted. That's actually how it worked. I didn't, it, I found that sort of was a, a characteristic of mine because I knew clearly what, you know, attributes I would call them strengths they were. So I think if we, when we're talking about whether it's being successful in work or in our lives, we just need to understand the specific attributes and strengths so that if it's a space where it requires something I'm great at, you can, you can lead, you can lift that up. Or if there's a presentation that needs to happen, I can say, Valley, can you do, can you do that? Because this is not my jam. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah. like, if you want me to go interview 25 people one-on-one, -on -one, I got it. I'll spend a month on that. And I, I'm, I'm so there, but if we need to give big, the Ted talk, you know, like you did, you got that. You can have the <laughs> stage and you can do the, you can do the presentation. So it's just playing to each other's strengths. And I think we, we introverts often don't commonly share that about ourselves again, because maybe there's some kind of stigma. So being comfortable with sharing it so that people can then play to our strengths, I think is, is how we, how we move forward. Yeah, and to your point, I think it's uh, it's very important for us to understand how we can, how we operate, how we function, and but also yeah. how others function. Uh, particularly for extroverts, one of the typical derailers is you may come across as overwhelming. I mean, I'm talking about people that are like on the extreme part of the scale, like <laughs> I am. Yeah. And and it's something I've learned in uh, with experience, but with feedback, right? So when you are in a group setting, so what would what would typically happen to me? And this is not only connected to being an extrovert, also to some other aspects of personality. But when we were forming small groups in settings such as training or other um, other events, if you will, I was always the one that would just literally wait a few seconds and immediately take a take the lead. Here's how we're going yeah. to do this. So, okay, let's start writing the points on. So. Uh, you know, and after uh, like two or three times, I just realized, hey, I need to leave space for others. So I would <laughs> pause and just, you know, take a breath and see what others do first. And, and sometimes I would purposely not take the lead to let others lead and to just play a bit of a different role, if you will, uh, so that I, I could learn how to, you know, be a follower, if you will, or, or just participate or contribute in a different way. 
but I had to learn uh, with experience and, and with insights. And it's not necessarily natural for me to step back. It's rather natural for me to step forward. And uh, this is how I, I think about how I make these uh, choices a bit more intentionally than the way it would naturally sort of show up. So here's a, here's a fun fact I wanna share about um, one of the things I read where I just had that moment about me as an introvert. Um, so one of the things that is typical for introverted people is they, they take their time thinking about what they wanna say and they're very careful in the way they select their words and they only share things that have been thought out and they think have a purpose or can contribute to the conversation. So we're less likely to just kind of spew off the top and you know share share lots of random thoughts, but um, we're very careful. So here's so here's the thing. Because of that, we hate having to repeat ourselves. <laughs> it's it's and so I always thought this was kind of reflecting back to what I said a moment ago. I thought there was something wrong with me. And Bianca, you need to work on that. You need to be more patient. What's wrong? Why do you find such aggravation when people ask you to repeat yourself to them? And when I read this clearly laid out by, by extensive research and studies about this being just such a trait of an introverted person that because we spend so much time preparing what we will say and thinking about what we will say, when people say, can you tell me again? Or what about this? And you're like, I already, what? So it was so fascinating to understand that um, because here's what happened. Now I start laughing when I have that instead of judging myself. So when that moment happens, somebody asks me to repeat myself and it happens in different ways. It's not like, hey, can you repeat yourself? But they may ask me something which I just said. And in my mind, I'm like, did it? I just said that. So now instead of being hard on myself about my lack of patience or inability to, you know, why I don't like to repeat myself, I just laugh at it now. And I'm like, huh, no problem. Yeah, sure. Let me tell you again because I understand it better. So I, I find that it's also helpful to me to, to further understand, you know, kind of how I got here, I guess. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good journey. Oh, that's very interesting. And I think uh, the beauty of this process is really to be able to cooperate efficiently uh, with people that either have your same personality type in that in the space of introvert or extrovert or or not and and i would encourage everyone to be open to uh, cooperation um with people that are different from you because i think it's very insightful and i'm also interested to see how you and i dance with this difference because we have this, in the first episode we talked about all some of the things we have in common but this is a, a difference and i don't think i don't see this as a problem at all i rather see this as an opportunity for us to learn uh, about ourselves how we function but also create a um, positive outcome of a diverse sort of set of characteristics we have so i'm curious when you mentioned earlier that uh you had a sense that i was introverted can you tell me what you saw in me or what get, what were your clues what made you think that before i told you Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have an answer to that. Okay. Uh, maybe because of your um, mannerism and the way you 
speak and and like you seem to be very thoughtful in the way mm-hmm. when you intervene and uh, you would just intervene when uh, you're asked or when you th- you thought you could add something and uh, you were you tend to be relatively concise you don't just overflow with with you know words and stories so and now maybe i'm rationalizing it and it was purely intuition <laughs> right so i'm just yeah, trying probably <laughs> it's possible because you know i i realize that as the more i learn about people and the way they function the more i catch these things in a in a way which just comes through and um and then perhaps then i i intellectualize it uh, or rationalize it but it's not necessarily true so i i don't know what yeah. the right answer to that question is but i i i, I sensed it that, that i can tell you as i think about what you shared earlier how you um often will take the lead and jump right in and conversations and meetings and things like that so i do too actually so i don't know if this is where to your earlier point there's you know there's a blend there's a scale there's a bit of a difference um because i find whether it's two people, 10 people, or even 20 people, I, I'm almost always the first one to speak when we're work, you know, when we're kind of in a working group. So if I'm like, okay, let's do this. And here's what, here's where I want to go. So it's interesting. Cause I don't think that's typical for me as an introvert, unless it's because I've prepared, I'm ready. I know what I want to say, right. The introvert thing, we think about what we exactly what we want to contribute and say, and I'm like, let me get it out there yeah. <laughs> before we get going, because then I won't. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think here's, again, we, irrespective of, you know, identifying as an introvert or an extrovert, our job in, in as leaders, if you will, is to, or, you know, leader, I say leader in a more broad sense of it, you may be a project leader or just facilitating an event or a conversation, right? Is to make sure that uh, people that have that tendency to, you know, be more assertive, if we can use that word. Uh, don't over, don't make other feel overwhelmed. And of course, they don't. Most most people don't do this intentionally. It's just part of their either personality or their habit, if you will. But yeah. how do we how do we create space and psychological safety for those who don't necessarily want to be the first to say an opinion? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a very not necessarily easy. Like I hear often from leaders, Vale, my team. Uh, doesn't tell me my team members don't tell me their opinion I just tell a story or I share a a business need or a project or something that's going to happen and I don't feel um, sort of their will to to share or to and I, I what I when I you know go a bit deeper is really about in which way are you sharing? Like, what are your what, what are the words that you're using, and are you creating that space for them to maybe disagree or or have or um, you know authentically and genuinely share what what's on their mind? And I'm I don't want to oversimplify. It's not easy actually, particularly when you see yourself as a leader or the authority yeah. in the room. But what do you think about this? Do you see that happen? I do, and I think it's what what I've heard is that you know it's a it's a it's a very important leadership trait, in fact, to make that space. Whether the leaders are being taught to do this, you know, to help their introverts versus extroverts, because it's not really what we talk about. We just talk about creating space for people to speak up who maybe um, need more time doing so, or, or or it isn't their comfort. Le- they're not always comfortable speaking up. 
So I, but I do hear that. I hear that it's, you know, in leadership coaching and, and, and what are the, what are the best leaders do and those kinds of things. They, they always say that they make that space. They, they do not actually, you know, jump in and, and be the first to speak, but rather find a way to lift others up. So as we connect that, you know, great leadership to, to understanding these two concepts of people. I want to yeah. get that, that book that I, that I was talking about. Ah. It's behind me. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have that book for years, but I haven't read it. So probably. Yeah, it's, uh... So here we go. Yeah. Quiet by, by Susan Cain. So there was a there was something near the beginning where she talks about uh, like um, famous or well-known people who identify as introverts. And I thought it would be really neat to share. Maybe while you, while you search for it, a reflection, or, uh, how, do you, how do we create that, that space for the conversation? And I think uh, it's really a lot about how do you ask questions, right? So sometimes we, we say, we state opinions or ideas and we end with the question, does it, does it make sense? does it make sense is a yes or no question most people don't really feel comfortable saying no it doesn't make sense so it's asking this question in an open um fashion such as what do you think it's much more open than does it make sense type of question but also i think the most important aspect to create that opportunity for people to speak up is to how you react when they do how do you react when they, they disagree right how do 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 you react when they have a different opinion. If you dismiss them, if you rule out their ideas or you just don't let them finish, well, then guess what's gonna happen next time, right? And it doesn't really matter if you then, you know, uh, advocate for honesty and candor. And I mean, people will not be able to, to be candid and genuine if you dismiss them, if you just don't listen to the entire story uh, or if you, uh, shame them even, or even if you, sometimes you may use sarcasm and you think it's funny, but that, that blocks them from, uh, um, you know, sharing what they have in mind next time. That's great insight. Yeah, I think so. So I found the list and as I skim the names, it sort of seems obvious to me. Um, but, but let me just share some of them and then, um, it was kind of a, a powerful, not, not a full story, but, but kind of a piece to, to this um, intro of the book. So anyway, some of the introverts, um, so Sir Isaac Newton, <laughs> Albert Einstein, W.B. Yeats, Chopin, Marcel Prost, Theodore Geisel, so Dr. Seuss, um, Steven Spielberg, Larry Page, J.K. Rowling. But also, I remember there was a, this other part of it where it talks about one more person I want to share that, that was an introvert and who also is um, a very famous, powerful name in history, but Rosa Parks. The reason I say that and share that is because I don't want people to think that introverted people can't make a difference, that they aren't powerful, that they aren't willing to um, you know, fight for things they believe in. I also saw when I was skimming for those names that it was talk the book was talking about how the introvert and extrovert aspects of personalities is one of the most studied fields in psychology. So it, there's, there's apparently a lot of information on this, on this topic, 
but last thought here on this, tying back to again to Rosa Parks. So it talked about how the partnership of introverts and extroverts is so powerful. So Rosa Parks and her partnership with Dr. Martin Luther King and how together, so alone, she might not have been able to do as much. She started, she had her, her mission and then partnered with him it was a revolution, it was a movement, it changed the world. Um, so I, I remember a moment ago, I mentioned wanting to tell a story. And um, so I was watching this TikTok video because I, I love TikTok videos. They're so entertaining and informative and educational. But this one was, was actually a guy, randomly, I, had, I wasn't researching for this or anything. It just randomly came up, but he was saying, I'm an introvert. And he was saying how I love to go to parties. He said, no, no, I mastered the, the way to go to a party as an introvert. And I just go with an extrovert, he says, so that I can just stand back and eat the cheese and they do all the conversation. Huh. There was that example of this guy saying, you know, I know what to do. I, I, I want to go too and be social. I'm invited and I don't want to not go, but here's how I do it. I mastered it. I go with an extrovert. I think of this story of the powerful change that, you know, these two were individuals were able to make by partnering. Well, then and there's us, right? Like we are introverted and extrovert. We've partnered and we understand each other's strengths and what we can bring to the table and how to balance it. So I think that's another interesting concept yeah. of this is not only understand the attributes and, and who pe how people identify, but then how to, how to partner together effectively. So I, I love this thread of thoughts. And I would add to that, for those of uh, of us who are leaders or operating group dynamics and have the chance to, you know, participate in the way teams are being formed, uh, certainly people, leaders, and managers have, uh, be conscious and be thoughtful about intentional about how you how you create leaders. Uh, sorry, how you create teams because when you have a team where there is a like a strong imbalance in terms of uh, having too many extroverts or no no introvert at all or vice versa you may not be able to leverage the benefit that having a balanced type of energies uh, in in this realm can give you uh, we keep talking in our workplace about diversity <laughs> and the various di the various dimensions that diversity has this is one i think which uh, it's not necessarily visible on a physical level but it can be relatively quickly identified even as a question and it can add some um, extra element of diversity and value to a team yeah absolutely so i think what what can we all do i think um think about your own um inclinations you know how do you identify and and understand that about yourself first and then think about those around you Valet, to your point, our leaders can think about cultivating their teams with a with the right balance. They will also know how to play to the strengths of people. Um, so I think that's all work we can do. You can read this book; it's fantastic. So what else, Valet? Recommendations for people, takeaways they can they can, what what can they do from here? No, I think I, I mentioned a few you know earlier is it for me it's really a journey of self-awareness and of understanding others from from this perspective as well and um you know find the right you know way of uh, uh creating the 
circumstances and environment for everyone to thrive in their own ways and, and, and as a team, as a group. So um, yeah. I think we can close it here, Bianca. What do you think? Perhaps what we can ask to the, the few or many that uh, are listening <laughs> yeah. here today, if there is any topic they'd like uh, us to cover, we are more than happy to hear what's, um, what's interesting for, for you. And uh, perhaps we can uh, uh, have it as a topic for the, one of the episodes in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what you think about this episode. Um, what you want to hear us talk about in the future. I, I hope this is, um, I hope you're enjoying this journey. There's much more to come. So stay with us.